This is the E-Commerce Brain Trust, a podcast about building momentum online for established consumer brands. Join our hosts and their expert guests for high-level conversations about e-commerce strategies, trends, and innovations. Access our Brain Trust and boost your brand's e-commerce potential. Well, hello and welcome back to the E-Commerce Brain Trust podcast. I'm your host, Kiri Masters, Head of Retail Strategy at Acadia, and I'm here today talking with one of my colleagues, partner and head of operations at Acadia, Chad Crow. And Chad, a couple of weeks ago, headed out to the ANA's 2023 Social and Digital Marketing Conference. And so I wanted to catch up with Chad to hear his takeaways from the event and, you know, what he was hearing both from within the event programming and on the conference floor about, you know, what are the big challenges and opportunities on the minds of marketers this year as it relates to social media and digital marketing. So before we jump into that conversation, Chad's overall impression was that there was a ton of content and discussion and vendors there to talk about influencer marketing specifically. So it was the digital and social conference for the ANA after all, so not a complete surprise, but it's true. When I was looking over at the event programming, there was a lot of influencer-related content, and so that's where we're going to start today around you know what that looked like, why Chad thought that was the big topic for the year. We're also going to dive into some examples and his takeaways. So let's dive into the conversation. Okay. So when you say there was a lot of discussion about influencer, tell me a little bit more about in what way. Was it about using technology? Was it about AI? Was it about TikTok? What like what kind of flavors were coming out of those conversations? Yeah, a lot of it was case study based on like United Meg from United Shared, kind of the way she grew United Social Presence and their big social media campaign that they just came out with. And so a lot of it was just examples of how partnering with influencers is a good thing. There were also several examples of content creators and building out some kind of ways of using influencers and and things like that within the company. So one of the things from Meg, honestly, was interesting was how there is a a piece on her team. She says it's not her remit, so I don't, but they have a curated kind of internal influencers. So some of their employees who are influencers, they've been able to piece them together as a network in a way, which I thought was really cool. So I thought that was a really interesting point from Chad and the case study that he shared there is leveraging not just outside influencers who you might pay or gift in exchange for coverage, but employees who happen to be influencers. I've seen a couple of examples of this in the past with retailers who have influencers among their ranks and and they tapped into that, but a great use case from United there. And then there's the type of influencer marketing that we're probably all a little bit more familiar with, which is those external influencers. And so Chad shares a great use case from sports media network ESPN, where they leverage this effectively. ESPN shared a campaign that they're doing with influencers really for uh, creative and they brought, you know, up and coming creators together and influencers together into a kind of a pilot program 
where they gave them access to events and things like that. And they shared with their, their teams. And it looked to be a really great program in that the influencers obviously got a lot of benefit out of getting exclusive access to things that ESPN did. Uh, But then ESPN got a lot of great benefit from kind of the word of mouth and the notoriety of the events that the influencers shared. And so that was another kind of cool case study that they went through. So given this is the ANA social and digital conference, there could have been anything that they spoke about, like, you know, TikTok trying to get into retail, TikTok shops and things like that. Why do you think 2023 influence was such a focus? Like what's changed in the macro landscape that's led to this? Good question. From a high level, I think a lot of of ANA is big national brands, right, who have gone as far to saturate, you know, search and paid social. And so they're looking for the next big top of funnel thought. And so I think that was kind of one of the big focuses for influencers because it's the next top of the funnel thought. There were other things mentioned too. And then also really uh, the net net of it too is, is with influencer, with programmatic and everything too, a lot of people just made reference to being like humanizing your brand, making sure that you have a, a solid brand voice and that you're partnering with people who, who can be an extension of that. And so I think that was kind of maybe one reoccurring theme, theme from everything was just the importance of knowing who you are uh, as a company and who you're willing to talk about you being <laughs> in front of yeah. everybody. I like that. That's that you know that old trope: people follow people, not companies. And so a lot of these brands are sort of embracing, like you said, the hu- humanizing the face of the brand. Yep. And again, I, I think it's interesting, and I think there's. As a brand, there's lots of risks and rewards you have to to weigh as you go into different issues and different areas. I think United Meg said a great a one liner from from I think I'll take away is do cool shit, don't get sued. Like <laughs> this is that was her ethos for uh, for United. <laughs> she blurred out. Interesting, because influences i mean it opens a bit of a can of worms but then also there is some distance that you can have as a brand with what an influencer chooses to do right like it cuts both ways it can drag you into it or it can distance you from shit, i guess yeah well and then and then too like it was just interesting some of the questions that came out of that too is you know okay as you participate in cultural events right like this crazy new tiktok song like, what liability does that open to your brand? You know, where's the line? Do you ask forgiveness? Do you, <laughs> especially for larger brands? Mm-hmm. But anything else you'd leave us with? No, I guess my biggest takeaway from the whole event is Scott's a really cool dude. I enjoyed getting to know him and spending time with him. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's a wrap from my conversation with Chad. And who he's referring to at the end there is Scott Hargrove the CMO of California Pizza Kitchen, which is a client of ours at Acadia. Chad and Scott did a presentation together about how California Pizza Kitchen is tapping into data to outflank the competition. And so if you want to hear more about that topic and uh, Chad and Scott's presentation there, we've got a write-up on the Acadia blog that you can check out at acadia.io. That is A-C-A-D-I-A dot I-O and find our blog over there. And that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you next time.